intellectual restoration, family restoration. Restore us to our former places, oh God. Restore us, God, our businesses. Restore us, oh God, even our jobs. We are praying, Holy Ghost. Restore us, God, to financial sanity. Is that prayer right now, oh God? I prophesy a supernatural death cancellation, anointing. I release it, I rationalize it upon this place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we can continue to seek in death, oh God, while we are seated upon your throne. We call unto you, we shake the throne of heaven. We pray and we bring our request and our demand before you this afternoon, oh God. And we say, Alas, Holy Ghost, let your enemies be scattered, oh God. Mandebos. Ikinia Santa. Even as your word is going to come this afternoon, I pray that you may think through my mind and speak through my mouth. Pray, oh God, that you may bring revitalization, transformation in our lives. Let there be a redistribute, Holy Ghost, of our lives. Let there be a revolution of God in our spirit. Let there be a shift. We have declared a paradigm shift. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We bless you, O God, in Jesus' mighty name, and let the church of God shout a glorious Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, choir. Let's clap it for the choir. Clap it for free. Thank you so much. Please be seated in the heavenly places. I want you to just a few last in this place. Amen. Welcome to the month of August 2020. Amen. He is the reason for every season. Amen. God cannot enter as a season if he doesn't have a divine and a prophetic reason why he enters us into another season. As I always tell you that every month, don't take it as a month, have a revelation and treat it as a season. Amen. It's a season with new ideologies, with new anointing, with new relationships, with new understanding. Everything becomes a new altogether in that particular season. So August is a new season. The gates of August has been opened for us and we are already in the court of August. So what we need to do is to just appreciate and thank God because it's allowed us to enter in the courts of August. That's why the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise so whenever you are in a court now your mandate obligation and your duty is to just praise the lord to just say thank you god you have given me favor with the gate watchers of august last week we were talking about irrefutable ministry of destiny helpers and we said in every irrefutable ministry of destiny helpers there are four kinds of destiny helpers, and I gave you uh, about uh, two, and I said uh, there are those that we call uh, destiny connectors, and there are those that we call men of influence. And as I explained, I said men of influence, these are gatekeepers. This domain, this cosmos, it belongs to God, it's for God, but its control and management has been given to humanity. So the moment I rise up and I say, I don't need a friend, I don't need a sister or anyone to connect me to my destiny, I only need God, I am in expository, I'm so furious. 
because this cosmos has been granted its management and control to humanity. So you need to know someone for you to get someone. If you don't know someone, you cannot get someone. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. So today we are going to continue and the title of my message is Dominion System of Wealth. Dominion System of Wealth. In this season where we are, it calls for us to have a lot of teachings that we may be crafted and grounded in the things of God. Are we together? It's a season that calls because a lot of speculation, a lot of doctrine, dogma, beliefs has been uh, spread. It has proliferated through our internets. People right now, they are speculating. They don't know what to think. They don't know what to do. So a lot of speculation, even the devil has taken that as an opportunity to rise up with the different philosophies, the different school of thoughts. So we need now to have deeper understanding, revelation, and, uh, and, and uh, deeper knowledge of the Word of God through the teaching of the Word. Are we together? Amen. So today we are going to be dealing with the dominion system of wealth. Uh, wealth is uh, W-E-A-L-T-H. So we are going to take our readings from um, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes is going to be our anchor scripture. I'm so happy to see Sister Tandy. It has been a long since uh, we laid our eyes on you. Yeah. We want to appreciate you. Uh, Mr. Latin, it's been long as well. Last saw you in January. So, but we thank God for your life. <laughs> and, 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 and Sister Emma, uh, last week, but one, she has not been feeling well. It's not COVID. I put a disclaimer. She has not just been feeling well. Amen. It's not COVID. Don't discriminate here. Don't marginalize me. And uh, Sister Tandy, thank you so much for being with us as well. Uh, glory to Jesus. Who else was not here last week and last week but one? Uh, we appreciate you, my brother, as well. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Let's get into the world. Glory to Jesus. I see that some people who are not with us today, the likes of Mama Bandas. I know that Mama Banda, she doesn't just miss services. So I know that there is a, a, a reason why she's not around, she's divorced, uh, you know. But we thank God, maybe they are feeling a little bit of fever or high temperature. In this season, you will, you will never know. But we thank God for those that are around. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We are dealing with the dominion system of wealth. And we are going to be uh, reading the book of Proverbs, chapter 22. And we will read uh, subsection 2 as well as subsection 7. Then we will uh, peruse through the book of Ecclesiastes 9 from verse 13. Then we are going to tie up uh, the teaching and the lecture of today and impart revelation and knowledge to you. Are we together? Glory be to Jesus. How many were there last week? Ah, glory to Jesus. Sister Prim, you're not there last week. What did you learn last week? One thing, I want to see if we can continue with the teaching or we can just continue with the Hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, oh. What did you learn uh, last week? Then from Sister Prim, I'll, I'll ask uh, Sister Yoro. One thing. What did we learn last week? 
powerful, powerful just to help us and people empowered, equipped, ordained, and assigned by God to take you and catapult you to your destiny. So, which means destiny of us is they are going to come to life. These are people with empowerment. These are people who are equipped with the resources. When I'm talking of equipment, they are equipped with enough money, equipped with enough material to help you to establish your business. And they are on an assignment, so they cannot rest until they find you. Sister Yellow, I saw a hand. Don't read. Let it be in your spirit. These things must stay with you in your spirit. Men of influence. Men of influence. Yes. They have what it takes to, to bless you. Yes. They recommend you. Oh, yes. For you to have your absolute. So they have influence. They have influence. So they have influence. People are credible. People with a track record. People with powerful recommendations. That the moment you just put a signature on your paper or on your CV, even if you don't even teach, they will not ask you because there is a signature. The moment the signature is written, uh, they don't ask what the signature is a signature of someone of influence. The moment the signature is written, they keep If you got a liquor, what else would you say? I want it. They will give you. Uh, against the regulations that has been placed by the government, but because it's written, Becky, hey, these are people with credibility. For this, I also learned that uh, the divine connectors are easy to miss. Yes, because all right. you need to descend them. Okay, they look insignificant, yes, but they can point you to where your miracle is. Powerful. Because we were dealing with Siba, and we said Siba, I mean, 15 children and 20 workers. So we said destiny uh, connectors they are not easy to find one because they are people of no value. They are people that you will not even think that a blessing conventionally it can come from such people. Again, these are people who are already busy with their own activities. A person with 15 children, for him to think of blessing you or calling you for a supper, is very difficult. A person with already 20 workers, for him to think you to connect to another business, yet he has got a payroll that he cannot afford to pay. So for him to give even 10 rand, so you need to have what? Revelation and then discernment. You discern that this man of influence. I even told you last week that even as you were coming to church, you met the two. But because of lack of discernment, you miss them. Even right now, as we are coming to church, during the week, you met with more than five destiny connectors. But because some of them, they don't look uh, the party, we miss them easily. So it takes us to grasp discernment for us to know that these are destiny connectors. Because a lot of people, we always look at our uncles and aunties that are already well to do. That are already somewhere. These are the people that you look at to say they are going to connect me to my destiny. But sometimes a worker in your village is the one that can connect you. He can tell you that with this certain type of knowledge and wisdom that you have, I know of a certain place where your skills, your value and influence can be taken and absorbed. Is it the end? Last the end.
Okay. The reasons why a person should prosper, number one. To have a comfortable life. One. Number two, to advance God's kingdom. All right. Number three, to showcase God's love for the life. Powerful. We said, no, Christianity is not about speaking in tongues. Christianity is not about rolling on the floor. Christianity is about riches. It's about wealth. It's about prosperity. That's why the Bible speaks of Jesus Christ saying that I pray above all that may be in good health and prosper, even as you so prosper. So the language of Jesus Christ is the language of prosperity. And uh, we say, but the reason why Jesus is going to give you prosperity or wealth is because he wants you to live a comfortable life. Jesus does not take pleasure in you coming to church uncomfortably. He doesn't take pleasure in you sleeping uncomfortably, not knowing what you're going to eat, what you're going to uh, uh, use to pay your renters. He doesn't take pleasure on that. And we said, Again, the second thing is about kingdom advancement. Moment God, and it's a major one. And we spoke about Islams that when the children are growing up, they indoctrinate their children to say, Your money, your prosperity, it must advance the kingdom. Which means if an Islam backslid, uh, he does not forget the concept of kingdom advancement. They can do whatever they can do, they can go wherever they can go, but the moment they have money, they come back to the synagogue or to the temple and say, this is my portion. Then they leave and they start to uh, drink umtomboti. And we say it again, another thing is for to showcase the love of God to the dying world. If people are going to see our God and are going to appreciate the love of Jesus Christ and are going to hear our message is when we ask the word of Christ, we say we want to have food hampers. Then we go to any community or society and we start to dish out. People do not see us, they will not see uh, the body of Christ, they will not see Archbishop, they will see Jesus. We have shown the love of God. But if we go to our community and say, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, they will not hear it. But the problems that people have is not a problem of doctrine, it's not a problem of religion, but it's a problem of poverty. That's the problem that people have. They don't have money. They don't have food, they don't have clothes. So the moment we say, Jesus loves you, they will hear our message from this ear and it will run away. But the moment we give them something to wear, they are, our message will go down into their spirit. Are, are we together? So we are not going to speak about last week. And last week, those that were there, they ate the share of last week. So today it's dominion system of wealth. Are we there? Proverbs chapter 22, and uh, subsection. Two, then we'll read again uh, seven. Proverbs 22, verse 2. Yes. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Okay. The rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. Can we read together? The who? Rich and poor, they have something in common. Either they are rich or they are poor, there's something, there's a common ground. What is the common ground? We are created by the same God. Are you getting this? I'm about to finish, I'm about to wrap up. This is my sermon. The rich and the poor, they have got this in common. The Lord. The maker. Is the maker of them 
Oh. Um, we, 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 we want to revise English here. We want to do a little bit of English. The Bible does not say the Lord is the maker of them soul. So God did not make you soul. He made us all. Okay, we are, we are going to explain. There, I want you to put a pin on the word all. Make of them all, not so. Are we together? Then let's uh, check um, Proverbs uh, 22, 7. Then Ecclesiastes 9, 13. I want you to put a pin, then you will read it as we are going. The seven. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Are we getting this? Mm. There is no dominion in poverty. Mm -hmm. You can't dominate in poverty. We are dealing with the dominion system of wealth. These are secrets of the kingdom that we belong to. They are secrets that if you don't grasp and you don't get them, you will die so spiritual, go to heaven, but fail to have influence and value in your cosmos or in your dominion. If you want to be Lazarus, it's good with God. If you want to be Abraham, it's good with God. You can be Lazarus, being good with God, but being poor. No value in your dominion, no value in your community. And I can choose to be Abraham, having value in my dominion and having value again in the heavenly places. But when God wants to do something now and I choose to be Lazarus, he can root himself to a person of influence and value. That's why when salvation was about to come, instead of God coming through Lazarus, he came through Abraham. That's why Galatians, Galatians 3, verse 29, it says, uh, if we are the seed of Abraham, uh, then we are the heirs according to the promise. And we now understand that if the, mom the moment you become a seed to Abraham, you are now an heir according to the promise of God. Abraham had God, Abraham was prosperous. Lazarus had God, Lazarus was poor. So it has to be a decision. Mm -hmm. But the moment you die in poverty, you will not dominate. Mm -hmm. Dominance is not in prayer. Dominance is not only in prophecy. Dominance is not only in fasting. Dominance is in prosperity. Amen. I told you that uh, the greatest enemy to the kingdom advancement is poverty. Amen. It's not the devil. It's poverty. But the devil does not have access to the kingdom of God. He can only access if God allows but the moment the kingdom of God is infiltrated, infused with the people that are poor, they become the enemy to the advancement of the gospel. That's true. Are we together? Amen. So this uh, biblical scripture, it baffled me so much. Mm. But we need to comprehend now. And after you comprehend this, you start to respect God and treat God with a different overview, with a different way. The moment you understand this revelation that is embedded in, this, in these scriptures that we have uh, just read uh, from the book of uh, Proverbs 22. And we just want to make a contradistinction between these uh, scriptures. The Bible is saying the rich and the poor meet together. The rich and the poor meet together. And one, while they are meeting, there was something in common, which means the rich and the poor, they met together in a place like this. They met together in a place like this. It was like a classroom, it was like a church, it was like a hall. They met together. But after meeting together, Proverbs and uh, Solomon, when he was looking at them, through discernment, he realized that these people, there was something in common. In as much as some are rich, 
and some are poor, but there's something in common. And what is this? Lord or God is their maker. And God did not make them so. He made them all. So if God had made you so, it means you were predestined. The word so, it means you are predestined to be poor. The word so, it means some were predestined to be rich. The word so, it means some were predestined to lack. But if the word is saying he made them all, it means these two type of people, this class of people, they made a decision to differentiate them according to class. Not only making a decision to differentiate them according to class, but these people, they made a conscious decision that in as much as God has made us all, we are not going to remain poor. So this, another class said, we are going to make a conscious decision to be rich. And another class said, we are not going even to worry ourselves. In as much as I speak in tongues, in as much as I pray, angels, they descend and ascend, I'm fine and I'm gonna be poor. So these people now, they are meeting together. And when God is looking at them now, He's going to bless them accordingly. Are we together? And when these people are meeting together, they are not going to have dominion, the same dominion these people. Some are going to have an advantage of other people. That's why we read now Proverbs 7. It's going now to support our notion. Are we together? I prophesy that you are not going to die poor. Amen. I said I prophesy that you are not going to die poor. Amen. So they have to uh, classify themselves according to different dimensions. So it's up to you and me to classify ourselves to the dimension that we want to. God never made you sick. But you need to make a decision to say I am not going to continue to be sick. God never made you poor. No. He, he, he made us you know, the same. Mm-hmm. You, me, we were made the same. But we classified ourselves according to our cognition. What we think and how we operate. How we want to dominate. So if I continue in poverty, it means I'm not going to dominate. So we are not only going to dominate the physicality, even the spirituality, it will be very difficult for you to dominate. Even your generation, it will be very difficult for you to dominate if you continue in poverty. Because the kingdom agenda or kingdom ministry is generational or transgenerational. So if I'm going to convince and I'm going to influence my generation, I must have something. That's why our children, sometimes when you tell them, or you tell them, or you have to say, sit down, they will tell you that, no, 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 mama, when I went to visit uncle, who is rich, said that eating if you are standing is not an issue. They are classifying you that daddy, mama, you can't tell me because you're poor. But my uncle, who is richer than you, told me. So it's very difficult to, to, to even uh, teach your children. Because as long as there's a rich person in your family, that rich person will rule over your family. Are we together? They will rule over your destiny. Are we together? Are we together? Glory be to Jesus. So we were not made poor. But we classified ourselves, maybe according to our creed, according to our background, maybe according to how we socialized. But we chose to classify ourselves according to the way we see ourselves. The rich and the poor, they meet together. Are we together? The rich and the poor, they meet together. But they have this thing in common. We have got something in common here. If you don't prophesy, it's up to you. We have got something in common here. Are we together? No one has got an advantage over someone. I have got something in common with you, but I chose not to be an ordinary. I chose to live in your future, in your past, in your present. If today you can choose to say, God, I want to see what 
what's happening in my past and what's going to happen into my future. You can do it because we've got something in common out together. If you are wearing a torn clothes, it's your choice and your decision because we've got something in common. If I can enter my ground, I can enter legit. We've got something in common. It's up to you to go to Manara State. It's up to you to go to China City because we've got something in common. Are we together? The rich and the poor, they meet and they've got something in common. Are we together? It's up to you to eat purple and cabbage because we have something in common. Our God is the same. We may be different in terms of nationality, different presidents, but there's something that we have in common with God. Are we together? You may be walking, are we together? From home to work, from work home, it's up to you. We have something in common. Hallelujah. Those that are driving, their advantage is to advantage. Their advantage is God and your advantage is God. But why is it your advantage not working for you? Are, are we together? Yeah. Understanding the secrets of the kingdom. Are, are, are we together? Yeah. Those that are owning the house that you are renting, they have something in common with you. The Bible does not say the rich Christian or the poor Christian. The rich anybody and the poor anybody. Are we together? Yeah. Proverbs uh, 22 7 now says, The rich rule over the poor. Are we together? And the borrower is a servant to the lender. Which means if I become rich, I'll rule over anyone who's poor. Not a rich Christian. No, not a rich intercessor. So which means a rich drunkard will rule over a poor intercessor. A, a rich Casanova will rule over a poor prophet. Are we together? A, a, a rich anybody who rule over anybody. Mm. Usually we thought maybe it's about Christianity that if a person is uh, so rich in the church, they become elders. After they become elders, they rule over us. Here, a rich politician who is a wounded smoker who reach over a God of Christ. Rich anybody. So your boss can be rich and being a Casanova, they'll reach over you. They'll, they'll rule over you. And, and you can be a prayer for somebody, a person who's filled with the Holy Ghost, and you can be ruled by demons. Are we together? Which means if a Sangoma is rich, that Sangoma will rule over a Christian who's poor. Mm. Mm. Are, we, are we together? I've seen there's a certain Sangoma in Zimbabwe called the Banda, B-A-N-D-A, that rich Sangoma in this of the 19 situation pandemic, he said, You remind me that I am nasty. Maybe from my goblins, I'm going to feed the goblins. I'm going to build them homes. I've seen Christians receiving food from a Sangoma because the man is rich, he's still the rich, but he's known as one of the uh, uh, mighty elite uh, Sangomas and traditional healers. Right now, he's feeding the word of Christ. Right now, he's building houses for the pastors, for the churches. He said, I'm going to do that. The rich Sangoma will rule over a poor Christian. I refuse it. I refuse it. Glory be to Jesus. If you get this revelation, you start to treat God differently. Start to understand the principles and the secrets of the kingdom of God. There are secrets of the kingdom of God. That the moment you become rich, riches... Not only things that are material, but when you become rich, this, that, that we call uh, uh, true riches of God. The Bible says, I will give you true riches. 
When you've got true riches, you've got value. Mm. When you've got value, I've got influence. Mm. A person of value has got influence. And a person of influence can call the shots. Mm. Are we together? And when you've got value and influence, God can immortalize yourself to become something. He immortalizes yourself so that you may be represented everywhere. Because you're a person of value. If I become a person of value and a person of wealth, I can be immortalized and I can be used in Jamaica or in America where I'm not. Can I give you an example? We speak of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, because of wealth and of value, he has immortalized himself that he can appear anywhere when he's not there. Which simply means that right now, as I'm preaching, if you just enter on uh, internet, you are with Mark Zuckerberg. In our homes, we are with Mark Zuckerberg. Because of influence, he has immortalized himself. Sometimes you can even uh, delete your account and say, I no longer want to use my account. But before you know it, you are on internet. Mm. The reason why those people, when you check them out of your homes, they don't fight you, because they know that they have got power over life. It's like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is immortalized itself, and whoever met and invented Coca-Cola is immortalized himself, so that he can be represented where he is not. That's why if I visit your wedding and you don't give me Coca-Cola, you can give me service and don't give me Coca-Cola. I will shout at you. And I'll say, the wedding was powerful, but there was no food. You can give me rice, you can give me purple, but without Coca-Cola, I'm not fulfilled. Why? Because there is power in that Coca-Cola. So the moment you say, uh, me, for the next coming weeks, I'm not going to take Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola will not fight you. It will never fight you to say, I'll stay in your house. Because it knows the power that it has, the addictive power that it has on my life, and influence. Before you know it, you bring it again and say, I just want to take a seat. Are we together? Only for today. You brought it yourself. So Coca-Cola, the moment you take it, you throw it, it doesn't come. Actually, it knows that you now with the addictive influence and power that I have over here, I will come back again. Without invitation, it's there. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. Some they will try to justify uh, Coca-Cola influence and say, I'll put a little bit of water, but I'm there. I've immortalized myself. So the moment you're a man of value and influence, God will immortalize you that you can be head of in the heat what you've never been. I prophesy immortality for my life. We have a man by the name um, Bill Gates. We speak negativity and negatively about Bill Gates. But every time we open our laptops, in our workplaces, Bill Gates is there. He is working with us. We always say he is a he is not of God, but he has immortalized himself. Which means that if he dies, Bill Gates will be with us. The moment you just deal with Windows, you are with Bill Gates. He has immortalized himself, and God has appeared to immortalize you. The moment you get influence and value, he can immortalize you. So today we can preach negatively, we can speak negatively, but before you know it, Bill Gates is at your door. So we can say, Bill Gates, hey, come out! You know, you know, together. The moment you just go and say, we don't serve him, Bill Gates is there. Because of value and influence, I prophesy of my life. Yeah. We are going to have influence and value. Yeah. In spite of COVID-19, I prophesy yeah. of my influence. Yeah. These are kingdom principles and secrets. Yeah. Out together. That's why God said unto Moses to just uh, bring it now to to home or to the theology. God said to Moses, What are you holding? And Moses was holding a staff and a rod. 
And God said, because of the value that I've given unto you and the influence, I'm going to immortalize you that when you can speak, this thing will speak for you. Which means if God has immortalized you, when you cannot speak and you feel like you're being abused or suppressed, there is an ability of you and your immortality will speak on the earth. God said, because I've made you a God today, Moses, the moment you're going to stand before Pharaoh, just to release out this stuff and you speak on the earth. So you realize that in the journey of Moses, after getting value and influence, he never spoke. He would just go to Pharaoh and say, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no, I'm not going to let them go. You just release his word. The word will immortalize itself. The power that was not in Moses will be seen around you. There is immortality around you. You can influence people around you. Whereby you don't speak or you don't call, but people will start to call you. Why? Because of immortality. That's why God said unto Moses, why are you about to cross over the Red Sea? Don't speak to the Red Sea. I know that people are complaining they want to go back to Egypt, where they were eating garlic and onions and cucumbers. But I don't want you to speak against whatever they are saying. I want you to just lift up your road. The moment you lift up your road, because of the immortality of influence and value that is over your life, I'm going to cause the Red Sea to shift. If there is any Red Sea in your life, let that be immortality. You have to be represented where you are not. Yes. Have you ever heard people saying that you, maybe a visited home, they've gone to Venda, they'll say, you, you love traveling, you're coming home every time. Yet maybe you've never been there for the past six months. The moment you go there, they'll say, ah, last week you were here. Last week, these are witches that are confirming that your immortality is affecting us. The moment they'll try to say, eh, our God and God, whatever, whatsoever, come and attack this girl or this boy, you just appear. And you say, ah, she's passing. No, keep quiet. Yet you are here. You are protected by your immortality. Are we together? But we need to have influence in the cosmos. This cosmos has been given to men and his sons. So your immortality now can be there if you are a person of influence. Your guest does not pray. He does not fast in the way you do. But he's in every person's life. Right now he's with Ramaphosa, he's with you, he's with the he's with it. He's everywhere. Why? Because of immortality. There are people like Stephen Jobs. They are immortal, they are with us. So your influence and value is going to transitionalize to immortality. I want to get that. Let's not wait when now Jesus Christ comes and we meet up with him in the cult, then we become immortal. We can be immortal everywhere. The person who has made this might, he has made himself immortal. He is where he is not supposed to be. Which means if God is going to bless people that have advanced the kingdom, even if this person is a hidden, God is going to bless him to say, you have made my kingdom advance. And he said, you have attended a service in ECG, in Action Chapel, you have attended a service in America. I am together. I prophesy this season, we are going to be immortalized by God. I said, we are going to be immortalized by God. You know, you must leave a mark. Are we together? We are coming from different backgrounds where our predecessors, they've never left a mark for us. But it's our time to leave a mark. Yes. When you die, people must continue. Like Papa Mandela, a very good example. He has immortalized himself. Right now he's in America. You know, different films, science, you know, science, you know, scientific films, dramas, you know, 
in our pockets. He's there. You know, it's not like a pretend land that you don't want to put here. He's immortalized himself. <laughs> I want to get that. You know, the moment I've got that 200 rand that you say, you know, I paid 10 rand instead of two. He, he is Papa, he's Tata Mandela. He's immortalized himself. But the main work for his value. You will not just become valuable. If there's going to be a South African who's going to transcend what Tata has done, he has to do more. He has to do more. The man was not a Christian. We can talk of, uh, you know, Desmond Titus. They have not yet immortalized themselves. But the Dara has immortalized himself. We are with him in our pocket. We are with him on our news. If you go to America, they put a statue for him. He has immortalized himself. Whenever African presidents, world presidents sit, they always say, let's follow the example of Mandela. He has immortalized himself. What are you doing? Us is, you know, we are in a, in a, in a, a domain where a man managed to immortalize himself. What is stopping you? The rich and the poor, they met together and they put something in common. Are we together? We all have something in common. So, Sulu, you know, only for example, when they were with each other, they had everything in common. But someone chose to stand out and say, I'm going to immortalize myself. Amen. 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 Nowadays, this is so in blankets. He has immortalized himself. Centenary. He has immortalized himself altogether. So, there are two ways to make someone poor. And uh, if it's a slave from, uh, from someone, two ways that we can talk about. Two ways to make you a slave or a servant. If I want to make you a, 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 a servant, if I want to make you a servant, I will just make you a borrower. Are, are we together? If I want to make you a slave, if I want to make you a slave, I will just become rich over you. So a lot of people, they are servants and slaves, and they think that they are servants and slaves because of demons. Some of us, we are servants and slaves, not because of demons. But there is someone with influence of us who is richer than us. And we are borrowing so much, so we become slaves and servants to people a lot of us we are slaves to the people that people so if you i want to make you my slave and my servant i don't even call a demon or invoke a demon of my life mm. i don't even go as far as you know to look for motive to bewitch you i will just become rich over you then i'll start to make you my follower you become my slave automatically you're my slave and you're my servant if I say jump, you jump. If I say shout, you shout. Are we together? Are we together? So we must endeavor now to say, God, according to the principles of the kingdom, I used to advance myself in influence. I must advance myself in value. And it's going to happen in your life. Are we together? No, we, we, we can't just subjugate people in this life. But you only subjugate them by becoming rich. The moment you become rich in God, you have subjugated a lot of people. Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? So we are going to pray to God this afternoon and say, God, I can't continue to be a slave and a servant. Raise a standard in me that I may start to, to rule over those people that I must rule. Christianity or us Christians, we think that the moment we've got God or the spirit, we've got a competitive advantage of everybody. We have got a competitive advantage over the world, but not knowing that there are other advantages in the cosmos where we are, in the dimension where we are. So if you are going now to have dominion in this cosmos, we must be prosperous. 
There must be wealth in us. That's why God said unto, unto Moses, as you are about to leave Egypt, it's time for wealth to transfer. That time Israel, Israel, it was not only about Exodus, it was not about getting out of Egypt only, but it was a time of wealth to transfer. He said, before you leave Egypt, I want you to go to your neighbors. Then I want you to take gold, silver, and money from them. It's the world of transfer. You have worked for 430 years for nothing, but it's time for the world that you have amassed for 430 years to be given to you. And if you check when they were given the world by God, they entered into the wilderness. The moment they were in the wilderness, God gave them comfortability. Then after some time, God said, you are about to advance my kingdom. I want to collect all the gold and the silver. Then I want to make the ark. Then after that, overlay it with the gold. Then you may worship me because I'm going to put my residence in the ark. Which means that wealth the transfer, it was not only for them to make money. It was not only for them to eat cocoa. It was not only for them to eat meat or beef. It was for them to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So the wealth that is coming to my bosom is for the advancement of the kingdom. Together. He said, gather the gold, make an act of the covenant. But in the process of wealth transfer, we need to understand the secrets of wealth transfer. Are we together? In this season, there is a mighty wealth transfer that is taking place. But you need to have revelation, discernment, and the spirit of God, and understanding that what God is doing right now is a time of wealth transfer. Even in this time of the pandemic, it's a time of wealth transfer. Those that were rich already, you have unmasked properties. Because people right now, they are selling their properties for the one money. So whoever was rich before COVID-19, they are amassing. A BMW M6 is being sold for 80,000, but the market value is 180,000. Those that are rich will continue to rule over our lives. Houses, they dropped their prices. Those that are rich will rule over our lives. Uh, are we together? It's the type of wealth transfer. If at the board of Christ we had enough money, we were as rich as we should be according to the mind of God. By now we're supposed to take over the buildings. You see a lot of buildings, people they are living. They are living because they cannot uh, keep up with the rentals. As long as the board of Christ we're going to just pounce in and say we are advancing the kingdom of time. But the problem is we have stayed in the premise of the spirituality and we have failed to have dominion on the cosmos. We have dominated in the spiritual. We speak in different tongues. We speak in Chinese, we speak in Hebrew, we speak in Twana, we speak in Zulu and Spedi. But we don't dominate in the physical side. I promise you, it's time for you to dominate. Amen. Are we together? Are we together? We hear God so much. We see angels descending and ascending upon a ladder. But we are not dominating our physicality. We always see the heaven opening up on us. But we are not dominating our physicality. I rebuke and I forbid you from only seeing the spirituality, failing to see that the, 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 the gold that is before you. Mm. I you know, let God open your eyes. Amen. So that while you're walking, you just see a gold belt. Mm. And you start to just see, you know, dig it, you get gold. Mm. That's immortality. I promise you over life. Let God open your eyes mm. that there is a farm that is dilapidated. That has been deserted, and God will give you a revelation that if you go there, you just only dig 30 centimeters and you start to get diamonds. Mm -hmm. That's the power of God. Wealth transfer. Are we together? Amen. Dominion. There is no dominion in poverty. 
I refuse to be poor. I said I refuse to be poor. And I refuse to bastard people who are poor. You know, there is no dominance in poverty. You know, poor people, if you bastard them, and it happens that you continue to bastard them and you become poor as a bastard. If someone rises up, we are going to marry that person will control you. I will dominate you. You dominate you. Your ceremony will be dominated. So I, I refuse. When I say I refuse, I'm not saying I'm running away, but I am, I, 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 I'm attacking the demon behind your poverty. I'm attacking the demon behind your poverty. Are we together? Am I being too much to you or on you? No. Okay. All right, all right. It's real food. It's real food, man. Yeah, I don't want to be too much because next Sunday some people they will start to say I've got COVID nineteen. What well, there are some ones that are so powerful more than it's COVID. But we need to immortalize ourselves. Are we together? We need to immortalize ourselves. God wants us to prosper. He wants us to profit in whatever we do. Yeah. Jesus Christ as a businessman. He was a spiritual man, but he was a businessman as well. Jesus Christ. One time, he released a business, a language. He said, what will it profit a man to gain the world and lose his souls? He's speaking like a businessman. Profit, profit to those that did accounting. They understand that you can't speak of profit if you are not a business-minded person. So Jesus Christ said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Jesus speaking as a business person. So he has got a business language and a business mind. There are transactions that happen in the realm of the spirit that you don't know some of you. They are transactions. So Jesus Christ, what is coming and saying, what shall it benefit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? He knew that in the realms of the spirit, there are transactions. You may not know, you may not recognize that there are transactions, but there are transactions that are taking place. In as much as we transact with money, we transact with faith, and we transact again with our soul. So the lowest transaction is when you transact with money, and another dimension is when you transact with the faith. Whereby with the faith you please God, with the faith you receive material things, with the faith you walk in the spirit. But the highest level of transaction is when you transact with your soul. So Jesus Christ said, What will it benefit you if you gain the world in transaction and you lose your soul? Giving a revelation now then, the highest level of transaction in the kingdom of the devil is not between you and your material things or money or your product or services. It's between you and your soul. That's the highest level. There's a level whereby when the devil wants to, to raise you financially or raise you materially, you not need your service, you not need your products, you need your soul. There's another level. If right now the devil wants to prosper you with the 20,000 rands, he can just say, uh, no, bring whatever you have. Bring a cloth, bring whatever you have. You know, let's exchange. If I give you this multi, you give me this one. If I go where I go and I want to make money, maybe I want to make a million or 400,000 or half a million, the devil can say, ah, just go and prosper, take this multi, do I prosper? Then when things are well with you, bring a cut for me. I only need 5%. Then I bring 5% after making money. It's another realm, in another level, in another dimension. But there's another dimension where when I go to the altar of the devil, I cannot transact with what I have. You say I'll give you money, but I need your soul. That's the highest level. If you are going out to play in 10 
millions and 20 millions that you are praying for, there is a transaction of soul. Are we together? That's why we speak of Illuminati and other people. There are people who are stupid rich. I was you know, reading and checking Americans. There are people who can just sing one song with one chorus and one verse. You know? I want to get drunk, I want to get drunk, I want to get drunk, and the beat is put there. After that, you hear that this person has sold CDs and is worth 350 million US dollars. You can't transact it. I want to get drunk, I want to get drunk. No, no, no. You have to go to a dimension yeah. where the devil will tell you that, okay, you are going to sin rubbish. Mm. But I don't want your money. I want to translate my soul. That's why they are coming out and say that we have sold our souls to the devil. That one is not only figurative. It's not an anthropomorphic term. They have done it uh, really. If right now you are going not to prosper according to God this way, and you say, I want to make a fat million overnight. There is a transaction of soul. I know of a certain girl while I was still out of the country. She was on, on Facebook and she was one of my daughters. Then she started now to communicate with um, people and the person was in Arabia. So as she was communicating with the person, communicating and communicating, and the person started now to speak in a life. And she was so confused. And after that, the person said, Do you want money? That became the question. And my young sister from the church said, I want money. And the guy said, it's fine. I'll send you prayer points through the uh, Facebook. And that was the time when the Facebook had just been introduced. And the prayers were sent. And the guy said, no, I want you to put a little bit of tattoos. You put one here. You put one here. Then after doing that, you become part and parcel of this brotherhood that we are in. And she said, it's fine. And he said, every 12 o'clock midnight, wake up, repeat these prayers, repeat these prayers. And after doing that, they send uh, about 2,000 US. We are talking of uh, around 2007, and a lot of money. Then they send him another 10,000. So she came to church, our church, it is poor people, people that are mediocre. But she rose up from being a mediocre to be a person of value and influence. She came driving a nice car, and she was around 21 years. And I said, my sister, your God is doing wonders. And said, it's a God prophet. Because I feel like God is not reached this level. Then, after some time, these guys now, they communicated to her as well, uh, at the same time, and they said, now, we want to make you more richer. And I said, how would I do that? And they sent another prayers. You know, and they said, okay, if we are going to make you rich, you must allow yourself to be traded. Sell yourself to us. And you know, Illuminati, she was explained and said, no, you just sell yourself. It's not painful. It's not like you are selling your leg or your hand. And she said, ah, let me think about it. The moment she said, let me think about it, that's when she came to the house of God on Sunday, she spoke to me. Then I said, are you for real? Then we shared now the conversations. And I said, oh, that's where you're getting money. I said, yeah, but I want out. Then this, I said, no, text them and say, you want out. She texted. When she said she wants out, they said you cannot be out. Mm -hmm. The only way out is death. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, Don't worry, the devil is a liar. Mm. Then I took the account. She gave me the account. They said, I will wait to operate your account. Let me operate your account. I will be talking to them. While they send their prayers, I'll send my prayers. While they send your prayers, I'll send my prayers. We took more than four months. I took four months fighting with them. They said, She'll die. She'll die. She'll die. You know, we have put our tattoos. And I went to her and I said, Do you have tattoos? Well, some of them they were in different places that I'm not going to mention. And I said, Yes. I have, I have some tattoos that I have, mm-hmm. and they said they're saying these are toys. Mm-hmm. They are trusting me. They said, No, they're always visiting me. Mm-hmm. They attack me in the dream. Mm-hmm. They always choke me. And I said, No, don't worry, I'm going to continue mm-hmm. to fight for you. By knowledge of yeah, knowing that she was under attack, she started not to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So said, Prophet, when am I going to die? Now she could she will not sleep, thinking that if she just closes her eyes, that's the end of it. And I said, No, don't worry. Until I fought with them, I fought with them, I fought with them. Until now, they stopped communicating. And I said, you are lucky. You are lucky. After that, we deleted the account. But the soul was nearly being transacted and traded over. From that time, I said, no, you need to guard your life. Guard your spirit and guard your soul. Then after cutting ties, things decided to crumble. And I said, you see, the money that you had, you did not receive them from the kingdom perspective. So the kingdom that you were with is so angry over you. She went to take off the tattoos, but now they were permanent tattoos. So she had to scratch them. Now she has got some scars. She said, I don't want to see these tattoos. And I said, it's fine. So you, you, you understand that there is a level of wealth whereby you cannot trade with your commodities for your service. You can only trade with your soul. That's why now Jesus Christ said, what will it benefit you to lose your soul and gain the world? Which means there are people who are already losing their souls. And this is the highest dimension. Your soul, it becomes a collateral for whatever you be getting from the devil. What you say, how my soul is going to be used. Your soul will become a collateral for the house. It will become a collateral for the business. It becomes a collateral for the millions in account. Your soul will keep it, then will allow it to increase. This was the system of Babylon. It's called a Babylonian system where that Nessa, Belshias, and all these guys, they could not allow people to prosper in their soul and to prosper materially. If you want to prosper in your material world, Nebuchadnezzar, you have to retract your soul. If you want to prosper your soul, you have to retract your materiality. In Babylon, you are not supposed to rise like that. Even from the time of Abraham, it's a Babylonian spirit. It does not allow you to rise up. That's why when Abraham left the Mesopotamia of Babylon, he was very, very poor because he allowed his spirit to rise up. Then materially he was fought. Do you know the brother of Abraham was more richer than Abraham? Now, now he was more richer. Why? Because he was a commercial person. If you read theologically, if you skip school, you understand that now in Babylon they were worshiping idols. As they were worshiping idols, now was given a tender to make idols for the whole country of Babylon, which means they have a tender to provide gods to different churches and different people, yet a lot of money. So what made God to love Abraham is this. One day, Abraham, when he was still in Mesopotamia, he took a hammer and he started to break all the gods that now had made before they were distributed to different provinces. Some were supposed to go to Western Cape, some they were supposed to go to KSN, some they were supposed to go to Venda. Then he woke up, he destroyed, and now became so angry. By that, it affected the kingdom of God. And God said, There is a man in Mesopotamia 
I want to use that name. That's when God took Abraham. So sometimes the, the Christian will always say, what was so special about Abraham for God to just visit Abraham and say, get out. I give you now a historical background that he had to destroy with God. Because the highest level of sin is idolatry. So he had to deal with idolatry from his home. Then after dealing with idolatry, God said, this is the candidate, candidate that I want to use in my kingdom. Are we together? So the kingdom that you are representing, which is physical, it was a kingdom which could trade in soul. You have to increase in material things, but we take your soul as a collector. If your soul increases, we are not going to prosper you. So the indication right now that God is working in you is when your soul prospers. That's the indication. But the indication that the devil is working in you, maybe without a prophet or a seer to check your spirit, is when you increase materially and your soul goes down. It's an indication that there's a transaction in the realm of the spirit. Some, some, some things you don't need a prophet, you just need now to use this spiritual measure to say, okay, if I prosper physically, but is my soul prospering? But the greatest weapon, important weapon to the kingdom of the devil is when your spirit, your soul prospers and you prosper materially, that devil gets it. He does not allow and want people to prosper in their soul and to prosper in their physicality. You become a greatest weapon in the kingdom of the devil. So God can come and visit you and say, I want you to attack that kingdom. Why? Because you have defined the systems of the devil. In the kingdom of the devil, either you get one, and we keep one. If you are going to give you wealth, we are going to keep your soul as a collector. If you are going to rise in your soul, we are going to keep our wealth. That's how it operates. Glory be to Jesus. So the devil knows the importance of dominating. So he says, even if you are not, go, you are not, go, you are going to dom- dom- dominate. We are not going to allow you to dominate in every area. That's why Jesus now in the book of Third uh, John chapter one, section two, he says, "I pray that you be in good health." Prosper even as your soul prospers. Which means it's a three-type prosperity that Jesus was talking about. He said, be in good health, which is my body. Prosper, which is materially, and even as your soul prospers. So that's the mind of God. But in the devil's camp, he does not want these things to prosper together. It's only in the kingdom of God where you can prosper your body, where you can prosper physically, where you can prosper spiritually, and be prosper in your soul. But in the kingdom of God, the moment you start to prosper and to drive love of gifts, you have to take your soul as a collector. Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. So you are not going to die poor. Amen. Say, I will not die poor. I will never die poor. Say, I will not die poor. Will never die poor. In closing, we just want to check Ecclesiastes. I just did that deliberately not to read it because I was going to forget about it. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 9, 13. Then you will see the effects of being poor. Either you've got degrees, either you've got uh, influence, either you've got a position, it's any organization. If you're poor, they are detriments, they are disadvantages. We want to check the disadvantages. So that when we leave this place, uh, we are going to be prosperous. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 from subsection. Are we there? Chapter 9, verse 13. I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it. You, you go down to 16, eh? 
surrounded it and built huge siege works against it. Now they lived in that city a man poor but wise, and he sent the city by his wisdom, but nobody remembers that poor man. So I say, wisdom is better than strength, but the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are no longer needed. Are we together? Amen. Did you hear this? Yes. This is not only a scriptural exposition, it's a preaching exposition, this one. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun. And it seemed great to me. That Solomon was speaking. This wisdom have I seen under the sun. And it was, it seemed very great to me. And the question becomes, what and which wisdom? Then he goes to 14 and said, there was, it becomes a story. There was a little city with a few men in it. A little city of Pretoria with a few men in it. And a great king came against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. But they was found. Look at this scripture. The man is being uh, addressed according to status. What is the status of this man? There was a certain poor. Which means even in, in heaven you are known that you are poor. You have a status. <laughs> Poverty is not only for us to, to, to declassify ourselves or differentiate ourselves. Mm. Lazarus the beggar was even poor in heaven. Very poor. So your status here, you go with it in heaven. <laughs> if I got a poor status here, I'll go to heaven and I'll see with Lazarus. Those that are going to see, we will say, we are going to die with Abraham. Then I hear the song, Are you rich? Do you know that? You know, you take another white kind of throne because the throne of God is a rich throne. There are things that are in the throne of God that worlds are fighting against it. Country against country, politicians are killing each other for the things that are on the throne of God. There is God on the throne of God. So if you are poor, you have your class. So if you are continuing to be poor, Sister Emma. You have to start now to study about the poor people in the Bible so that you may know how to stay with them in heaven. <laughs> uh, are we together? You must study the traits of us, us. You must study the traits of other people. But we are supposed to work to prosperity. What brings prosperity is value. What value on yourself? That value attracts prosperity on you. Because when value is on you, it creates virtue, and virtue creates character. When that virtue and character is created, it attracts people to you. Are we together? So you don't have to go out now to start to look for minds to start to dig. Create value in yourself. How do I create value? A man of skill is a man of value. A man who is educated is a man who will value. A man with intellectual capacity is a man of value. There are people that are looking for the people that have got powerful intellectuality. Okay. If you are smart here, you are needed somewhere. Okay. There is a statement that your skill it attracts a certain type of people. So there is a skill that when you have, it attracts rich people. There is a skill that when I have, it attracts educated people. So the moment I attempt a skill, there are rich people that always follow me. 
And there are still that way I have only, only, only educated people follow me. So, rich people do not follow me, only educated people follow me. And there's a skill that when you have only a tribe people follow me. And there's a skill that when I have all these three people that follow me. So, you need to check yourself now to put yourself on a scale and a balance. Who are the people that are following you? Are the rich people following you only? There is a skill that you have only one class of people following you. Only the rich will always come and follow you. There's another skill that the educated will always call you. There's another skill that only your tribe people will follow you. The rich and educated will not follow you. Only your tribe people, your uncles, your aunties, eh? your brothers and your sisters, your market ones, they are the ones that follow you. But there's a skill that when God gives you, all everybody follow you. The book of Mark, chapter 1, subsection 13, if I am not mistaken, it speaks of Jesus Christ. They went to Jesus and they said, Jesus, all the tribes are looking for you. That was the time when he descended himself and went to the mountain. They went with a report and they said, all the tribes, all, they are looking for you. So this is the dimension which Jesus wants us to get into. If Jesus Christ was sought by educated, was sought by a people with money, was sought by spiritual people, if Jesus Christ was sought by name of influence, you know, we are the products of Jesus. All these people, they must seek after us. Are we together? But never must look for you, man. For my life, sorry. You say, I know that you support NC, but I need your wisdom. You know, don't tell your past in serial. You will just give me wisdom. You know, because you have a skill. Are we together? Jesus was sought after by politicians. Was sought after by governors, was sought after by different countries. They had to press to see Jesus. What qualities do we have? How many qualities do we have now? You don't have to operate with one quality because if you become a person who operates with one quality, you will get another people. They will not come to you and they will not attract you. So your value and your skill, it makes people to attract you. Are we together? Are we together? We, we are not poor, but we are rich. Uh, we are not poor, but we are rich. Amen. Us, the 21st century preachers, are the ones who have redefined the gospel. Do you know around uh, 1990, backwards, the gospel had not a definition because no one wants to be associated with people by preachers. Why? Because the only best thing that you can have a person who is a preacher is a Uber and a bicycle and a tongue suit. But right now, as I'm looking here, most of you, if you want to put the value of the suit, you realize that mine is more expensive here than you. But go back to 1990. 1990, your pastor will be wearing a suit for 10 rand, and the congregants will be wearing 1.5. But we are redefining the gospel. Are we together? If I say put your khakis here, you realize that one person will put a khaki here. We are redefining the gospel. It starts from the head, then it has to flow to you. Are we together? People never wanted to pursue even to be married with a person who preaches. But nowadays they are thrown in. Right now I've got a queue of 50. She didn't know about it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw that you were sleeping, so I wanted you to, <laughs> I wanted you to be awake, man. I wanted you to be awake. The Bible says, This wisdom I've seen under the sun, it seemed great to me that there was a city, a little city with a few men 
And a great king came against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. But there was found in it a poor wise man. There's a paradox. Poor wise man. Come on, shout somebody. Poor wise man. Poor wise man. Poor wise man. This does not rhyme. Because poverty and wisdom, they don't go hand in hand. They don't. So it's a paradox scripture. Okay, we are going to give a revelation. You know, behind it. And the Bible says, and he by his widow, wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that poor man. Yet no man remembered that poor man. But there was found in it. Uh, are we to, are we, but I say that wisdom is better than mighty, okay. Though the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not hid. So it's a paradox that a person is poor and he has got wisdom. It's a paradox. You know, oil and water was mixing. You know, someone who say, I drink oil and water, it was a mixture. I only knew when I went to the doctor, I couldn't see. It doesn't mix. Are we together? Sound and M doesn't mix. You know, it's a paradox. It's a paradox. But the Bible is saying now, this man, because he was wise, but his character and strength and status is poor. So he could not take dominion even though he had wisdom. He could not take dominion even though he, was, he had what? Wisdom. Because the question is, why did not this king took him as part and parcel of the advisory committee? Because if a person who has helped the country to gain independence, by entitlement, you become a minister you become an advisor, you become an empty by entitlement. That's why you see people who have helped through liberation struggle, they are the ones with powerful positions. This man has helped him with a struggle. He became the savior of a country, but people forgot about him. Why? Because of his status. With much wisdom, with much acumen, with much intelligence, but because of his status, he was forgotten. Why was he forgotten? Okay, let's explain this. The man, he preserved the city, but the influence to preserve the owner was not there. The influence to preserve what? The owner was not there. So which means this man, he had honor in wisdom, but the influence to preserve the owner was not there. So his influence to preserve the owner was in money. So this man, as much as he was wise, there must be something that punctuates and preserve your honor. So, if you are a person who is intellectual today, and a person who has wisdom in your family, you must have the influence or the punctuator to, 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 to honor and to beg the influence that you have. So that's why a lot of us have wisdom in our family, but people that don't need our counsel, why? Because we don't have the influence to preserve our honor. Are we together? Pray for the influence to preserve your honor. If right now you come and say, Prophet, you know, this city is about to be destroyed. Move out. If you are poor, it means you are lacking the influence to preserve your honor. What influence do you have to preserve your honor? That's why with people with PhDs, master's degrees, with a lot of wisdom, you know, but when people are looking for people to be helped with, in terms of wisdom, they don't look for you. They look for someone with money in family. Why? Because you don't have the influence to preserve honor. Being wise is honor. Being knowledgeable is honor. Having understanding is honor. 
being a prophet is honor. But if I am a prophet without the influence to preserve honor, people will not listen to me. So in my family, you see people now going to Sangomas. Asking from Sangomas why they are saying, Sani, you have got honor. Yes, you have prophesied. But influence today, what is speaking don't have. So who rather go to Sangomas? That's why you are always angry every time. That every time I give an advice or counsel, if at my workplace or in church, people they don't uh, 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 respect the honor and they don't give me credence and credibility. It's not because they are not listening to you. They have taken your idea and your wisdom. They have used it somewhere, but I'm not going to remember you. Why? Because you don't have the influence to preserve honor. So money becomes an influence and a preserver of your honor. So if I have got honor in preaching, money becomes a preserver. That's why when I'm going to preach, if it's not locked down, I'm going to Cape Town, I make sure that I buy a new suit and new shoes. The reason why I'm doing that, I want to preserve my honor as a prophet is there. If I happen to be preaching anywhere, I buy new things. What I'm doing is not because this one is done. I, I can use it, but I'm saying I want to preserve my honor. Because they can say, last year he came, he prophesied, he preached it. He was putting on a gray suit or a black suit. But now he came against the black suit. They will say, your wisdom will love it. But they're not going to honor you. Okay. Uh, can, can, can we prophesy? Can we prophesy? In closing, trying to give you examples. How you preserve honor. There are levels, levels in life. Even in the spirit, where you cannot attain to. And the additions and dreams and prophetic words that God cannot give you unless and until you have got influence in terms of money. Are we together? Amen. There are levels. You can pray for visions. There are visions that you cannot see unless and until you get to another level mm. in the spirit. So, the demarcator of you accessing the spirit is not only the hour of prayers, the demarcator is not your revelation. The demarcator becomes your influence because you are poor. I'm not saying you, you are poor. I'm just saying you are poor. We are poor, okay. Don't say you are attacking us. No. Let me say you are poor so that you know the intelligence may come to you. But my prayer is that this wisdom may come to each individual. Amen. So that you may have a self-introspection. Are we together? There is a level. Even if you read the Bible, Sister Lisa, even if you read the Bible and say, God, I want to know you. God, give me a revelation about what's going to happen after COVID-19. God will never give you one person to I'll support that in the scriptures. He will not give you. You can come to a prophetic church, be not a prophetic person, but when you sleep, you see mosquitoes. Flying around. Why? Because there's a level that you've not yet attained to. Are we there? Because if God today gives you a vision, okay, you are asleep and gives you a vision, and after giving you a vision, you say, I want you to build a school, maybe in Mamelot, maybe in social movement, maybe in Johannesburg. I want I want you to give uh, to build a school that is going to accommodate 3,000 people. Because of your status, like this man who is poor. You are not going to do anything with that vision. So we say 3,000 children are going to die without education, not because you are not giving the prophecy or the vision, but because you don't have the resources and influence to make sure that the vision is accomplished and fulfilled. Are we together? Secondly, you will not even believe it. 
are you able? Are we together? So the first introspection that we have to do, introspect if you are not Ecclesiastes 9 from subjection 13 to 17. Are you not that? There are some people who fit there. Are we together? I refuse to fit there. I refuse to fit there. Revelations will not come. Dimensions of the spirit, they will not be shown to you. Unless and until you, you understand how to take and dominate in the kingdom. How to dominate in the kingdom of God. Are we together? I'm about to close now. God is about to do something. There is a covenant people that are staying in Egypt to show you how God, you know, hates poverty. And he can root around you if you are poor, being spiritual. There is a vision that is a world vision that God wants to give to somebody. There is a covenant people through Abraham and the covenant is with God. But these people they are poor, they are staying in Goshen. They are eating the food from the pharaohs. They are working as slaves and servants. And God says, I will not give you the world vision to people who are poor, what they don't have influence. So he even negated Jacob, who was the father of that particular time. The vision was given to Pharaoh. And you ask yourself, why did you have to give the vision to a hidden? He's not giving to a hidden, he's giving to status. He's a hidden, but he's prosperous. So I would rather give him a vision so that with the money that he has, he can create silos. The silos are going to help people that are of government. Syrians are going to be helped. People from other countries, Lydians who are white, are going to be helped. So I would rather surpass and run through uh, the people of governments. Then I got a hidden. That's why you always ask me, why is it God? You don't speak to me, you always go through my auntie who does not change to only of danger. Why? Because your auntie has got influence. I am together. He could have gone to Jacob and his family. What took Jacob from Israel to Egypt? What took him from Israel to Egypt? Hannah. What causes Hannah? Poverty. So, for people to go and contact themselves and get agreements with the devil is because of Hannah. Jacob did not just leave Israel because he felt like leaving Israel, but Hannah had to push him from the doors and the gates of Israel together with the family, yet to sell his children to the devil because of Hannah. He sold his soul, the source of his children to the devil. We're talking about souls. So he sold the source of 12 children to the devil because of Hannah. He said, I will yes, grain. Then the devil take my children's soul because of grain. I want together. I want together. Even in this contemporary time it's happening, it's only that we are waiting to see someone come and say, let's change souls. Do you know if in your family, you know that in a church, uh, with the parents like me, or Sister Lisa, maybe you know that in a church, your boyfriend and your husband is the angel. You know in the spirit and God gives you a vision. But it happens that outside the church, there's someone with money, D is poor. And you tell my mom, I said, Mama, in the church, I see vision. I see this boy called the angel, he's my future husband. Mama will say, Where does it work? Does he have anything? And you say, ah, He loves God. He always fits the church. And my mom said, What about the other one who dropped you by the gate? What does he do? Mama, he's not a Christian, he's not a believer. So I can't contact myself. And my mom said, My daughter, we are relying on you. Your sisters are relying on you. Your brothers are relying on you. The rest of the next 
reception of this house is the one room where I lay white mama is dying and you and you share so the soul of your soul to someone. So it's happening even now for a temporary time. So because of the pressure that we have, people that needs to be taken care of, you contract it. Even when the pastor says, Do you take this man to be your Lovely and wedded husband, you say, yes, I do. Nobody knows that I'm just doing it for my family. I'm not doing it for us. I'm not doing it because I want this man, but I'm doing it for the pocket. I'm doing it for the bank account. Yet the brother who's supposed to be married with you will be the one serving food. You'll be looking at that husband. It's just because you are. But I'm not going to get married. Because I do this time, Scartita. Okay. Your soul has been sold to the devil. So when the man starts out to beat you, I ask you, you know, I trust you. You will know. That's why sometimes you can continue to be dead. There are people that are beaten every day and they don't leave. It's not they sold their soul. They know the pressure that they have. A person has never sold the soul and just leave his sleep. They can be beaten. They can come to church. With a, 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 a swollen eye, you ask them to tap it, sister, they will say, ah, you know, there was, you know, an escom, escom, escom. Don't say anything. So, I want to enter home. I need to hit my, you know, against the door, escom. You can't speak about escom. Trying to hide the abuse. Why? Because they know that I sold my soul. And the mama, when she's sitting home, she knows that I sold the soul of my daughter. So the house after three months is being extended. A new gate is put there. A mama now is with a car to go to church with. Now the brothers that were going to Ekas uh, uh, schools, they are taken out to private schools. You know that I'm my husband. You can see you can see. <laughs> People are selling vessels. An average person here, an average uh, person here, we have like four or five people who are lying on us right now. We have like people who are depending on our salary. They are depending on this revelation to say after preaching, and I make money, there are people like myself and the people right now that are pressurizing me that when I get this revelation and I start to make money, these people will be happy. An average person with five or six people, and I might have this Yeah? You have people that are lying. So some jobs that you take, it's not because you want them. Yeah. You are selling your soul. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there are people that are putting pressure on you. You are, don't say, ah, it's, it's happened. It's happened now. Some people that you are selling your soul. You are selling your soul. <laughs> you are selling your soul. Because of the pressure. Pressure. is bad. It's bad. Yeah, it makes us to make decisions that will leave us with consequences, not yet. Because bad decisions leave you with consequences. Are we together? But I prophesy that let God arise. Let them be scattered. Jacob need to sell the souls of 12 children because of a con. What is con? Lace. And when God wanted to lift up Joseph, you went again to, 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 to Pharaoh. What was his name of influence? You went to Pharaoh because he knew that Pharaoh had something to do about it. Pharaoh had money, so he could raise up this generation. He could cover the whole world. So the vision that we always say, worldwide vision, worldwide vision, is not just going to happen, man. 
because you are too spiritual, it's not going to just happen. Why? Because you have got degrees. It's going to happen because you have got the status. People will not forget you if you have got status. I refuse to be like this man. Who has forgotten? The reason why the Bible says a small city. The writer wanted us to know that it was difficult for people not to forget this man. So I want to tell you that as they are, the way they were developing this scripture, they said, we want to show you that the city is very small, that we know each other. But this man, because of poverty, maybe it disappeared. Poverty makes you to disappear from the man. Have you ever gone to a place whereby there is a, a, a gathering home? They forget about you. After the you! And we are very sorry. And for sure, when they say we are very sorry, they are sorry. We wanted to tell you that there was a program home. We were supposed to call you, but we. We just disappeared. It left my way to myself. There are people who just disappeared. I just saw them coming and I said, ah, I forgot what was poverty. I thought they were coming to chow only. So this man just vanished in the name. So if you in the name of God, you can vanish. If you can vanish in the name of men, in the name of God, you can vanish. Jacob vanished in the name of God, and the dreams were given to fire. Dreams were given to Pharaoh, prophetic and spiritual dreams. The dream that was given to Pharaoh, it was not about only Egypt. It was a world vision. But God said, I'm going to make a contact with the devil. Why? Because the devil has got things. And the vision was given. Now Joseph is in the prison, is uncrossing. He still was in the prison. For him to come out of the prison, for him to come out of the prison, God did not give the vision. To people that were in Goshen, the people that were praying, you know, people were praying in Goshen, they were praying to God, Yeshua Mashiach, saying, God, we love you. But vision never came, even not one vision. People were fasting in Goshen until God went to the house of the devil. Far on that day, he had a God that used to worship. Was in Egypt, there were different gods. And there was a God that Pharaoh used to worship. And that God, was just an idol. He was peace worshiping his God. He said, the God of sun, the God of moon, the God of water, come and speak to me. And God went to such a man who was worshiping on a demonic altar with a demonic contract and said, I've got a divine vision for you. I'm about to do something mighty. And when he woke up, that dream now, it was encrypted from the astrologers because it was divine. And because it was encrypted from the astrologers, no one could interpret the dream. And he himself, that dream, it kept him insomnia. He could not sleep until he said, Who can interpret the dream? And the said, It is Joseph. And because of influence, what if the dream was given to a boy who was just made a palace worker? He was going to have a dream. I know that Joseph was supposed to be taken out of the dungeon, but because he did not have influence and credibility, Joseph was not going to be taken out. If today you have got a dream, wherever you say, and you've got a dream about someone who is in prison today, and that dream is supposed to be interpreted by the someone who is in prison today, you will do nothing, you will die in your dream. But if one person, you have a dream, and say, who can interpret this dream? Do you know someone who has been convicted for 30 years? You say, bring him here. After the interpretation, you say, you know, we are giving you a verdict to go here free person. And the house is on top of that. So God will give visions to people with influence. So don't always say, maybe it's because the church, you know, the heaven are crossed on me. What is crossed on you is prosperity. 
Can we pray that? I prophesy. Can you stand your feet? If you understand these kingdom values, precepts, and principles, you are going to sell in spirit. Are we together? You are going to make it. Your generation is going to make it. This battle that you are seeing in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 13 to 16, it's not about money only, exchange of money. It's about warfare. The devil wants your soul. God wants your soul. But the devil would want to suffer a connection to say, if I'm going to raise you, I'll raise your soul. Then I'll give you number things. I'll give you benches. I'll give you houses. That's the devil. But God, this afternoon, is saying, I want to lift your soul. I want to lift your materiality again. I want to lift your health. God always wants us to be lifted every sight. Mm, mm, mm. Are we together? Are we together? We want to pray right now. We want to cancel this spirit of poverty. Poverty is not only the lack of bread in your country, lack of juices in your fridge. Poverty it transcends. It takes away bread, it takes away value, it takes away influence. It takes away again an atmosphere from you. Do you see now? We used to tell people poverty, poverty is bread, and people say, ah, they just preach prosperity. Why can't they preach Christ? But now we are showing you the mind of Christ. That when you lose bread, you lose value. When you lose value, you lose influence. When you, use, you lose influence, you lose now an atmosphere. When you lose atmosphere, God will not connect with you. You would rather go to a pharaoh, you would rather go to a Nebuchadnezzar. Instead of communicating to Daniel, to a Belshazzar, you go to a devil to communicate with the devil. That's why there are powerful projects here from Africa that should have been stimulated by the church. But because the church has not reached a threshold of the spirit, God will continue to give it to people who are corrupt. Until the church has got a threshold, you will just come and say, that's the project. Are we together? Right now, even if God wants to use the body of Christ, you know, around South Africa, to distribute five billion, you will not just come to the church because we know God, you will look on our threshold. You know that if you know account, there's always 1,100 rand. If you see 5 billion, you will not distribute it equally. You will keep 1 billion and you distribute 4 billion. So he looks for people with equitability. And that's why now they end up going to people that you don't like. You just go to Malema. I, 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 want, to, I want to use you, man, to distribute money. You say, how come? Why did America IMF need to give him? Why? Because there's threshold over his life. He knows that one day, somewhere, somehow, there was a lot of money that passed through him. So you will be given the vision by God. There's a vision in your family that wants, God wants to release over your life right now. Mighty vision, prophetic vision that is going to change your life. Are we together? So what starts to prosper is your mentality. You don't start to prosper in your pocket. You start to prosper here. Are we together? So the future of your generation is in your hands. If you pray right now powerfully, you are not going to pray, or your sisters and your children, they are not going to pray according or to marry according to pocket. They will marry according to the divine power of God. Are we together? We are not going to get into relationships according to poverty. 
but we will enter because God wants us to enter. Are we together? We will not enter into business deals according to pocket. Do you know, I can know that this is a devil that I'm entering in a business deal with, but because of pocket, I will even negate to hear the voice of God. So your generation, if they are not going to make the same mistakes, it depends on you and me right now to start to say, God, I'm taking dominion. I'm taking dominion. Say, I decree and I declare. I, I don't hear you. You are shouting like you're poor. Are you poor? Are you poor? No. Don't shout like this man who has forgotten. Say, I decree and I declare. Yes, I pray right now. I prophesy. Dominion is my portion. Influence is my portion. Value is my portion. Say, I decree and I declare. If I pray, I'm a man of influence. I'm a man of virtue. I'm a man of value. Say, I decree and I declare. Is that where right now? Poverty is not my portion. Poverty is not my portion. Poverty is not my portion. Jesus, my name, pray. In Jesus, my name, pray. I say to Jesus, my name, pray. 
prayer point. One last prayer point. We want to pray. In as much as this domain may cause us to gravitate to the position of poverty, we want to pray for advantage. Are we together? Do you know God, what he does, he knows things before they happen. He knows that we are going to be classified into the areas and systems of poverty. So what he does, he puts systems of advantage of our lives. Are we together? So your question will be, okay, prophet, you have taught me, how am I going to prosper now? Because I don't have a business. They are what you call systems of advantage. The first system of advantage is salvation. The other system of advantage is grace. The other system of advantage is favor. The other system of advantage are miracles. The other system of advantage is prophecy. I will teach about them, I think, next week. But giving only an example on prophecy. Why do we say prophecy is a system of advantage? It's because when you are disadvantaged, maybe for the past 15 years, you are disadvantaged. You are not having the status that you are supposed to be having. That devil has delayed you. Prophecy is the ability, as a system of advantage to go back to your 15 years, bring you back to now, then gives you prosperity and align you to your destiny. So which means for the past 15 years, if we are supposed to become a millionaire, professes the ability to undo, deal with any demonic, satanic, cantankerous spirit, so it takes you and places you to your place and align you to your divine will. That's prophecy. Are we together? Favor, when you are teaching about favor ourselves, we only teach it in the context of having material things, of having good clothes. Are we together? But favor is a system of advantage, a language to the devil. Are we together? Favor is a language to the devil. So that when God favors you with a new blessing, maybe this chair, to you it's a material chair, but to God it's a language to your haters that I can do more than this. Okay, I'll teach about this next week. So there are systems of advantage that God has given you. You have for salvation, you believed unto God that the system of advantage, that therefore and poverty will not have advantage over you. There is the grace that was given for free. It's a system of advantage. So these systems of advantage, they were just thrown in your destiny by God. They are not given in spaces or I'll give you in August, I'll give you in September. They are just thrown in your destiny. So as you are walking in Christ, after getting a revelation, you've got another system of advantage over the devil. The moment you understand your position in God, other system of advantage. So they were thrown by God. The spirit again is a system of advantage. So you have advantage over your demons. So even in your state right now, there is an advantage. Your advantages are many. Are we together? Miracles, they are systems of advantage. To me, I can take miracles as a sign to increase my value and my, my, my influence in, the, in this entire city. If I do a miracle to me, if I'm not, you know, attuned to God and I don't understand how it works, I'll think that all miracles they are only for my valuability. They are for me to be known, to be seen, for people to read about me. Miracle. But to God, miracles are systems of advantage. Are we together? Right now, if I do a miracle to someone with a swollen leg and it's huge or it doesn't have a leg, what I'll do to me is an issue of marketing. 
I'll say I'm now marketable. I'll take the video and the clips, then I'll send them to the whole world and market it. But to God, it's not about that. It's a system of advantage. To say what you could not do with that leg, I'm giving you advantage. I don't know if you're getting me. Say, I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare. Oh Lord, my God. Oh Lord, my God. Give me advantage. Give me advantage. Over my adversaries. Over my adversaries. Say, I decree and I declare. Yes, I pray. According to your word, you will make sure that I may reach. You may you will make a case that I may be blessed. Say, I pray and I declare a solution giver, an answer to my generation. Say, I am peace to my people. I am a breakthrough to my church. I'm back to advance your kingdom. Say, I pray and I declare. I'm a miracle to my haters. Yes, I pray right now. Oh Lord, my God. All systems of advantage. Let them come to me. Let them work for my favor. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. Yes, you pray right now. Put your hands together. Shut up, Satan, 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 Satan